Hey, this is Barbara Corker, and you are now tuned in to Business Unusual. And everything you ever learned about business, throw it out the window. I'm going to tell you the real deal. Listen in. Today, I'm going to answer all your burning questions about work, life, starting a company, getting on track, and much, much more. Be sure to call in to the Business Unusual hotline with your question at 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. Web3, NFTs, what's it all about? Well, I got a really smart gal with me today who made $2.3 million in one hour flat. I'm going to introduce you to Lisa Mayer. When she leaves you today, you're going to be handing over your crypto as fast as you can. Lisa, I know you've built a tremendously successful business and you've been building it for 10 years. And it's about connecting uh, capable young women with great mentors. I got to believe having the right mentors is the key to that business. But how do you choose them? I mean, someone could have knowledge, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily great at conveying it to someone or being able to read the individual and help them with their work. So what do you do to vet that out, I guess? Yeah, no. First of all, Barbara, I love that question. Oh, One of the things that we look for when we're looking for a mentor is someone that it's not about just the title, right? It's not just that they're a CEO or they're an expert in a particular industry. We love to bring in women mentors and role models like yourself that they, they have a story, right? They've, they have grit, they have resilience. Um, we love to have them speak. You know, I'll often interview them, ask them to share their story. Um, how did they get to be a founder of a billion dollar company from a thousand dollars? How did they get, how did they fail? And how did they later get back up and grow and just be able to keep going. Mm -hmm. So I love hearing those types of stories. We've had, um, you know, we've had Olympic athletes, we've had CEOs, mm -hmm. um, leading fashion designers. Um, we've brought women in college and high school to fashion week, um, companies like Apple, but it's not just about the company or the job title. Mm -hmm. It's really about having these incredible role models, share their stories, being transparent about their journeys. Uh -huh. So something really open it up to inspire the next generation. I get it. Uh, I could envision a mentor because any great mentors usually has more work than they could handle being very busy. How do you convince a mentor to take on uh, someone one-on-one -on -one and help them along the way? That's my first thought on it. And my second is how important is empathy to that individual? If it's not the title, they have a great story. Is the next big trait empathy or a willingness to teach or simply having the time? What else goes into that? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, well, part of it is one-on-one, -on -one, mm -hmm. but I will also say part of it is not just one-on-one, -on -one, but bringing in really incredible role models to speak to a cohort. Wow. So we'll have a cohort of women and girls, um, and a lot of it's virtual right now because of the oh. pandemic. You know, we have women from about 15 different countries, mm. and we get on a Zoom or a Google Meet and have them meet the mentors. And, you know, back to your other question about convincing the mentors, you're so right. First of all, um, we're looking to get, you know, women like yourself that are so busy, mm -hmm but have a passion for mentorship. So really it's about, you know, I'll go in and I'm not afraid to ask, right? I you, you are. You seem like you're very, very comfortable with asking. 
<laughs> the worst thing they can say is no. And maybe it's That's just a big one. No is a big it, one. <laughs> it could be not yet, right? Ah, yes, right, right, right. Okay. So most of your work doesn't involve one-on-one -on -one mentorship, which I envisioned it as. It's really a great mentor to mentor an entire group of people and to set themselves up as a role model, not to give them specific advice for the individual business, right? Yep. It's more sense. Exactly. I got it. All right. I got it. Now I really understand it. But uh, while you're doing this, which has to be an enormous amount of work to keep it fresh, to vet out the right people, to keep people signing up, um, how do you raise kids at the same time? This is a question I'm asked all the time. My kids are grown, so I don't even count as an answer. But what's your formula for raising kids, little kids, at the same time as building a business? I always think it's a double whammy. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I love this question because I will say I'm a new mom mm -hmm. and my, my boss beauties venture, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Do you, I might sound crazy right now, but I started boss beauties when I had a three month old newborn, I was getting up in the middle of the night, you know, three, four times a night, getting up to feed him. Um, you know, getting ready in the morning to work, you know, build a new venture, build a new company mm -hmm. um, that's, that's been really successful, but it's been challenging. I have to say it's a journey every single day. You know, there are times I get up, I'm going on very limited sleep, maybe two to three hours. And yeah. sometimes I'm just running on adrenaline. Right. And I have to admit, I'm sure you would, you would agree, right. There's really no perfection there's no way to do it all. So just do your very, very best mm -hmm. and put your best foot forward, right? I would say, Lisa, I agree with that in theory, but I generally find that women aren't satisfied with putting their best foot forward. They, for the most part, reach for perfection, will juggle two balls and be so self-unforgiving at times, whereas men have no issue with that. Generally, I know that's stereotyping, but I think women are particularly hard at themselves, but not hard on themselves, pardon me. Uh, but when you were launching Boss Beauty, I'll go on to that now. I read, I don't know if it's true, that you launched in eight weeks flat and it sold out in an hour. How the heck did you do that? Oh, my goodness. You know, like I, <laughs> Barbara, I have to tell you, I had no idea what to expect. I, I didn't know if it was going to totally fail, which mm -hmm. I know you talk a lot about how failure goes in to really help prepare you for success and everything you're working on and building. But I'll tell you, I had no idea what to expect. Um, but yes, you're correct. So we spent eight weeks working to build Boss Beauties. Um, what we did is we built our community. We immersed ourselves in the mm -hmm. NFT and Web3 space immensely, you know, getting in, meeting people. Um, business is all about people. I've heard you say that, right? Um, and so getting to know the community, um, building our community. We even hosted a week-long virtual summit before oh. launching Boss Beauties because we wanted to give value back to the NFT community before. Mm. Um, but yes, eight weeks and then that very day, it felt like a scene in a movie because it sold out in about 90 minutes, generating about 2.3 million dollars. Um, and on that note of failure, I just have to add this in. Um, so a few years before that, I had been building my business. I had never raised venture capital. I had a $7 in the, mo in the bank moment, um, actually probably quite a few, mm -hmm. and I almost gave up on it, but just kept going. And so to sit there in that moment 
and see $2.3 million generated to build a business that can empower women, mentor women and impact them, it felt really surreal. But it was all because I did not give up. Mm. And I know that's a big thing that you always talk about as well. Every successful person talks about it. It's, a, yep. it's like the blood in your veins just not to give up. And you were a perfect walking, talking example of being well rewarded for that. What did you do with the 2.3 million? Yeah. So you know what? That $2.3 million, um, it really served as our seed round of funding. Um, and we didn't have to give up any equity. So eight weeks built, you know, worked to launch Boss Beauties sold out in 90 minutes, generated $2.3 million. And that's been like our seed round. And now we're building Boss Beauties into being a global brand mm -hmm. that can impact women. You know, think about um, all the things that we could do, um, whether it be an animated series, um, mm -hmm. books about Boss Beauties to inspire women, um, toys, um, thinking about the metaverse. There's mm -hmm. so much that we could do. Um, to scale the business and also mentor more women and impact them as well. Mm -hmm. uh, let me be clear on something because I'm not I, I'm not sure I'm exactly getting it. But are you planning on making Boss Beauties a separate business that has certain values? And if so, what are those values? Or is there a means to an end to have money come into your mentorship business, the original 10-year business? Yeah, no. So I, yeah. I love that question, first of all. So of all um, my questions. <laughs> yeah, no, they're good though, Barbara. Come on. Oh, come on, come on. Go ahead. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. So we're planning to build it. It's a separate business from the business I had been building in the past with the mentorship. Yes. Um, we saw an opportunity and just the the potential of the web three space, mm -hmm. the way the NFT space is growing exponentially, and the timing was perfect to get into the space. Mm -hmm. And so we launched, um, but now we're building Boss Beauties as a separate business. With a separate goal. Yes. Yep. What specifically is that goal as an umbrella goal for all the things you want to do with it? Yeah. You know what? We'd love to build the next Disney or the next Marvel or, or Barbie. I mean, a global brand that can really impact women. We're looking at all different types of IP, right? So we launched Boss Beauties mm -hmm. on September 25th in that 90 minutes um, with 10,000 NFTs. But now there's so much more that we can do with it. Um, it's, a, it's the IP, right? We could use the IP for an animated series or you know, books about boss beauties to inspire women, um, TV, entertainment, media, you name it, um, to really build it. And then we always want to use, you know, part of the funding to go back to provide scholarships mm -hmm. and to mentor women as well. When I used to buy investment real estate, I learned a very big lesson from a small developer. Maybe you might not think this is so related, but it's leading to my next question. Uh, he had a great building down in Tribeca, which was a hot area at the time, just rising up, starting to rise up. And he passed by this fabulous building. I said to this guy, why would you pass that up? It's loaded with potentials. And he said, because I have six things I can do with it, but none of them land me square on my feet. I can't relate to any one of the six things. Of all those things you're planning to do with an expansion of that brand, what strikes you as a home run and where will you start? Yeah, you know, that's that's an interesting question. Um, so I would say the NFT space, here's how I'll answer it. The NFT and Web3 space 
-hmm. It's rapidly growing. It's evolving, right? Um, So I call it the California gold rush. (laughs) In comparison to other markets, right, where there's a lot of data or metrics or you can analyze what's worked in in toys or maybe another product you've been pitched on Shark Tank. Mm -hmm. With the Web3 space, this is very much something that people are entering the NFT space um, and they're flat, they're, you know, putting the parachute up as they're flying, right? It's like, it's something where there isn't a lot of data yes. or proven success in the space yet. And so to be tw- quite honest with you, it's something that we're always following, right? Um, you know, we're researching what's working um, and really it will be something we might have to pivot a little bit along the way. Um, but what I'd say, really, I think the metaverse is a big thing that will come into play in the space. And then also using some of the IP in all those other formats as well. Okay, so you have the IP which you own and you have $2.3 million. What do you think the first thing you'll spend money on to to build that brand? What's actually gonna be a smart spend to make money and to continue the business going on? Because you have much more knowledge than most people in the metaverse. You've studied it, you've run conferences, one conference on it. Uh, you talk it, you walk it, and you're an example of winning in it. Uh, what would you say would be the best application of your intellectual property? You've got yeah. a great name. It's an amazing name. I want to ask you later how the hell you came up with that one. But yeah. So what would be your first shot, your best shot? Yeah. You know what? Mm-hmm. I would say 100% mm-hmm. the people hiring amazing talent. And here's why. What? What is the goal of that? You, you yeah. Why? Which way? Yeah, no, the reason um, that that's how, that's part of the way we'll be using the funding, one of the main ways is because, because Web3 is evolving and because it's changing rapidly every single day, there's something new you hear every day about Web3 and the NFT space. One of the reasons that we'll use the capital, a, a large part of it to hire and grow our team is to bring on amazing people to be on this rocket ship with us, you know, talented people that are that are passionate about this, have grit, resilience, um, and really want to build this with us. Okay. So I'd say people. Mm-hmm. People mix uh, good people is the best money spent. Where do you think that rocket ship is going to go? You're an expert in this space. Where is your rocket ship headed? Where is it going? Where do you want to land it? Yeah. You know what, Barbara? I want to land that rocket ship up there with the moon. I mean, right up. Um, we really are ready to build a billion dollar company mm-hmm. that will impact women. Um, I'm confident. I mean, this is part of the reason most people think I'm crazy that I started Boss Beauties as a new mom, a three month old baby. I mean, running on no sleep, but I know this space is growing. I, you know, when you just feel it. Yes, of course. The best in order what to follow. I'm going to yeah. have you put on your expert hat for a minute and become the expert in NFTs in the metaverse. And I'll, I'll ask you to explain for me. I have a good sense of it myself, of course, but for the people who really don't get it, and there's a lot of people out there who don't get it, don't want to get it, and aren't interested. I'd ask you first, for those people who don't even know what an NFT is, what is it in simple kindergarten terms and how do you buy one and why would you buy it? Yeah, no. Okay. So simply put, Barbara, an NFT is a digital asset with ownership that can be verified, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So you could buy digital artwork. 
You could buy an asset from a game or music or even a tweet. There's been um, an NFT that's you know, made of a tweet, right? Um, so it's a digital asset. And it's really exciting because never before in history have we actually been able to buy and sell and trade digital assets yes. the way we can now with NFTs. Um, you know, normally, right, I'd buy, I might buy your book, Shark Tales. I might buy clothing. I might buy my phone or a laptop or a product that I can actually put in my hand mm -hmm. and I can hold it in my hand. With NFTs, we are now able to buy digital assets and there's proof that we own them. Yes. So Barbara, um, we have a CEO boss beauty. If you had one of our CEO boss beauties, there would be verification that you, Barbara, that you own that NFT and it's on the blockchain so that people can see that your wallet owns it. Um, but it's so exciting to be able to be in this new iteration and be able to buy digital assets in this way that we're able to now. You know, I've looked a lot into the real estate space and how that's developing in the metaverse. And the most comforting fact I feel about it and its greatest potential in that space, I believe, is because you do get a deed for your property. A lot of people say, but you're buying nothing. No, but in that blockchain, you can prove you own it. Nobody else can have it. But it doesn't yeah. exist, but it does exist in the metaverse. What would you say or how would you describe why we need Web3 or what the main difference between Web3 and the internet that we've all grown to love and hate? What's the difference? Yeah, you know what's so funny, by the way? The other day I was looking at, there's a video clip of mm -hmm. Bill Gates mm -hmm. explaining the internet back in 1995 to David wow. Letterman. And I, I had this moment, you, we have to watch this clip together at some point or I'll send it to you. But I was watching that clip wow. and I was almost feeling like, okay, what if this, what if this clip of me explaining Web3 in 20 years could be like that one. But really simply put, right, web one is the internet that we all know and love, or as you said, maybe we well, hate it sometimes. <laughs> and then web two is really like the user generation, generated iteration of the internet, right? So think about social media. And I remember telling um, a former company I worked at, right when Facebook and social media was coming out, I'm like, I want you to know we need to make a company Facebook page and we can market our company through that. And of course they told me I was totally crazy, <laughs> but now fast forward, right? So the, that's web one and web two, and now we're on to web three. And what's really interesting to me anyways about web three is that it's not controlled by one entity. Right. I mean, it's decentralized or one entity or government or company or organization. Um, and it's really interesting to see where we could go with mm -hmm. Web3 through mm -hmm. NFTs, the blockchain and, and even cryptocurrency as well. Mm -hmm. And would you explain for my listeners, what's the difference between cryptocurrency, why you must pay with cryptocurrency and you can't use your regular dollars to buy what you want? Yeah. So what, you know, what's interesting though, as well as at some point, some of these um, NFT marketplaces, actually, I've just heard, will be opening it up to being able to buy with dollars or with a credit card. Oh, there is that. one marketplace that you can buy. Um, you could buy a Boss Beauty NFT on Nifty Gateway with a credit card. So oh. it is possible, but I love buying NFTs with crypto. Um, 
you know, you can buy crypto, Ethereum, for instance, and even blockchain, as you know, right, or um, Bitcoin, and it goes up. Um, and there's a lot that there's analysis that show that it's really going to go up. Um, but yes, you're correct that most NFTs right now are being purchased through crypto, specifically Ethereum is one of the main ones as well. I think that would be a great improvement in the space, quite honestly, because it's a double step for people to use crypto to buy an yeah. NFT. If people could just use a credit card, I think it would open it up to a large universe that would get it a little bit more easily. I'd like to see that happen. I hadn't heard about that. Thank you for saying it. I'm going to start telling people it's, I know that, and I'm the first one who knows it. And guess what I, what I know? I'm not going to give you a, an ounce of credit, not an ounce, just so that you know I'm stealing and I'm running off. Running away with it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you can totally take it, yeah. Okay, and, um, we should We should do a session sometime, by the way, to mm -hmm. educate your community, and we can literally show them mm -hmm. how to set up their Coinbase, set up an account, and get started with it as well. Well, you're already starting to interest people in how you're explaining it, because it's quite simple, and I think everybody's going to get it. My question to you, because I'm so curious about this, I looked, I said 10,000 unique digital portraits are available here. 10,000, that's what you offer. I pictured an artist somewhere late at night churning out various <laughs> artwork. How do you do that? And how do you do it in that record time? Is it just like a automatic system where the shirt changes color, the hat changes color, the hair changes color, or is it an artistic rendering that someone's paying attention to each one? Yeah. So really interesting. Um, so we partnered, Boss Beauty's partnered with an incredible artist who is really passionate about, you know, portraits, drawing portraits of women. She's really talented. But as you said, it would be very hard, right, in eight weeks to create 10,000 unique NFTs. Here's what we did. Okay. Yeah. What we did, um, imagine, I want to take you back. Um, imagine, you know, those Barbie sticker books or even other sticker books where you see, you can swap out, you know, the shirt, the blazer. Um, I was already 50 like, then, so I wasn't playing. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Maybe it's like, maybe it's like your Bergdorf's um, coat that you got. That was your, your investment, right? But you can swap out different accessories and clothing and, and hairstyles and imagine that. So what we did is we partnered with an incredible artist mm -hmm. and she created all of these assets separately. So mm -hmm. we had the art files as, you know, here's the Olympic medal. We had an Olympian, we had an astronaut. So we had the astronaut helmet and then the astronaut suit. They were created separately. Right. And then what we did is we took all of the different traits and all of the different art assets and we coded them together, mm. 10,000 NFTs. And what came out of it is Boss Beauties. And I actually really love the symbolism because each Boss Beauty, um, it reminds us as a woman, we can be everything we, we want. We don't have to only be defined as maybe an entrepreneur only Yes. or or a ceo only um or only a mom i mean i'm a mom too right but when you see the boss beauty you'll see she's wearing an astronaut helmet and she's wearing an olympic medal or or a blazer her confidence blazer or something on the bottom right yes. so everything was coded together ah. to make our ten thousand boss beauties okay i get it because i was scratching my head and thinking how the heck do they do that and how do they do it in record time okay i have a puzzle for you to sign 
for you to solve anyway. For me, that would be helpful to me. Yeah. I own an NFT that I bought for $40,000 maybe two months ago. Two weeks before that, I could have paid 20 and was encouraged to do that by a colleague. But it took me two weeks to get my act together. When I bought it for $40,000, I was like, whoa, it's going to rise. It's going to rise. Well, now we are four weeks later and it's back down to 20. I almost feel like it's a gambling table kind of a thing. And I'm a logical person. I invest in real estate. I yep. see projections. I'm, I'm, I'm very, I like to have control. Uh, what do you say to that? How do you make sense of that? And how most people aren't comfortable with that, you know, yeah. the wildness of the wild west out there. Um, how do you think that's going to affect the whole space? Do you think it will turn off more people or turn on more people? Yeah. So here's how I'd answer that. Uh-huh. The NFT space, just like looking at other markets, um, you know, in the, the financial markets, right? There are times when um, it goes up, it goes down, stocks go up, stocks go down, right? With NFTs, what I would say, because you said that you bought the NFT when it was around 40,000, right? Oh, at the high. <laughs> and now it's at around 20,000. Yes. Here's what I would say to you, Barbara. Here's my advice. Um, the NFT space and the market goes up and down as well. Mm-hmm. Right now, I believe we're more in a bear market, more than a bull market. Mm-hmm. So what I would suggest, and I want to, let's actually follow this. Wouldn't it be kind of cool and interesting if we follow this together and we reconnect in a few months? No, because I don't want a public embarrassment. I want this to be <laughs> private between you and I. How do I make money on this thing and how do I use it in my yeah. business? I mean, you, you could, here's one thing you could do. You could hold on to it and you could wait for the bull market for NFTs to come back around mm-hmm. where NFTs go up in value. And then you could sell your NFT for a profit. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing you could do. I hope um, so. There, and I actually, I think that will happen because look at, um, you know, the Board Ape Yacht Club. My mm-hmm. husband bought a few Board Ape NFTs early on. Unfortunately, he did not hold them. But if he had held them, he could have sold them for hundreds of thousands of dollars now. Of course. I saw my husband walk by my office the other day. He had tissues in his hand. He was crying his heart out. Now I understand what he was crying about. I would feel that way myself. Yeah. But how do I use that as an interim step while I'm waiting for it to hit a high? What's the clever use of an NFT? A female, green female, looking powerful, terrific, terrific image. I just don't know how to make something of it while I'm waiting for me to make a cash killing. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that you could do. I've seen people use their NFTs on merchandise or products. Um, I've seen that. I mean, there's so much that you could do with the NFT as a form of IP. Mm -hmm. So the sky's the limit. I mean, actually, maybe I could advise you on that a little bit and we can come up with some ideas. So you're the boys club. It's a, it's a space that is loaded with men, uh, just like most technology plays, very few women. Uh, how, uh, how do you feel that affects you uh, selling to investors? I know you've lined up a couple of really powerful investors. You're about to announce that. So I won't, spo- I won't be a spoiler on that. But powerful men investing in your brand, willing to fund. Um, exactly uh, how does that help you or hinder you being a woman? Is it hot right now to have a woman in that space? Does it make people suspect? What goes on? 
Yeah, you know, I would say that in the space, to your point, it is very male dominated, um, just like when you were first getting into real estate, right? I mean, looking at and coming in into the industry as a woman entrepreneur, it's very much like that in this space. I would say it's even more so mm. that way in Web3 right now than other industries. Um, so I will tell you, there are moments where I'm like, oh my goodness, this is challenging. Mm -hmm. But um, what I'd say to that is just like any challenge, right? You keep on going. And one thing, back to that point about being male dominated, I'm really passionate about educating more women to get them into the space. Mm -hmm. You know, trying to educate them and tell them how to buy their crypto and how to set up their wallet, right? And, and how to actually come in. And it's an opportunity to generate wealth. Mm. So Barbara, I believe if you hold your NFT, I believe it will go up. Um, you know, one thing that happened, this makes me really happy. Um, there's a woman that bought one of our Boss Beauty NFTs on the day that we launched. That day we sold out in 90 minutes. What did each one sell for? I really $300. Wow. Um, what a deal. And she now, um, she sold a few of them now. And I believe she had made, I don't know the exact amount, but it was over $20,000 that she made. And I was really excited because I was told that she wants to start a business and she's going to invest that money in her own business. Oh, what a, what a happy story. Happy. And you must feel like a million bucks being part of that, right? Yeah, it, I'm, it's really special to me because I had that $7 moment earlier and, you know, building something with limited resources and now seeing someone else being able to use those funds to start a business is really exciting. I'm going to end the interview with the negative question for all the naysayers, which I was, now I'm not anymore. I kind of get it. I mostly believe in it. But for the naysayers out there that thinks this is like a gold rush, it's going to peter out, it's on a high, it will go low, and there really will be not a lot of trade value and a lot of people got that got hyped up about nothing. What do you say to them to make them open their mind and think, come on, Open your mind to what's coming down the pike. It's going to happen because of what? Yeah, you know, first thing I'll say mm -hmm. is that um, JP Morgan, I believe, and Morgan Stanley, both of them have said that the NFT space by 2030 will be around $300 billion. Um, mm -hmm. But the other thing I'll say is, you know, major companies and brands are getting into the NFT space. And so I do understand there's criticism and people are wondering, is the NFT space going to be around in 10 years or 20 years? But I believe there's a lot of signs that show that it will be around. Um, Nike acquired a company called Artifact in the space. Um, Beeple sold an NFT for $69 million. Um, you know, and we sold our collection out in 90 minutes. Um, and now we're building a brand that can empower women. I mean, there's so much happening in this space. And a lot of companies are making moves. And I believe these large companies are very calculated in their moves and wanting to get into the space. You don't and think so the larger companies of, very often do things because they don't want to be left behind. They want to cover their butt in a way, make sure they're in there in case it's something big. You think it's a very calculated move on their part? I do believe. I, I hear what you're saying that they don't want to be left behind. Mm -hmm. But I also believe, you know, they have 
PR teams and lawyers and so many people from their executive team, right, that have to approve mm. their move into a new industry, especially like NFTs. Mm -hmm. And so I do believe there's a lot of signs that show it's here to stay. Okay. I'm That's what I think. You're a great salesman as well as a great poster child. So I'm not going to doubt you. You've kind of brought me over to the 70% range from about 60. So that's a big moving because I'm not so easy to move, you know? Okay. okay. I love it. Right. And let's check back. How about we check back in 10 years? 10 years. Another podcast episode, five to 10 years. And we'll see where the NFT space will be then. You know, what it's do you think? Happen no, I think it's a bad idea. You're going to check back with me in three years. I'm going to say, NF, what? <laughs> so I won't remember. So you better do it in about a year's time. Do a little check-in, okay? That sounds good. Okay. More practical, <laughs> I think. Okay. I love so it. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and your enthusiasm and your attitude, uh, most of all. So I appreciate you being here. Of course. Well, Barbara, I appreciate you. And it was great to have this chat today. And that's all we have time for today. If you have a question, leave me a voicemail on the Business Unusual hotline, 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. You can also tweet it to me at Barbara Corcoran, and I may just answer it on a future episode. You've been listening to Business Unusual with me, Barbara Corcoran. Come back next week to hear more steps and missteps I took on the path to success. Search and follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.